This is Make Money Count, brought to you by Connect Home Financing. What's up? <laughs> What's up, Ian? You're looking very cool. And also, he's back uh, with a decade in customer service, sales in various fields. <laughs> Principal broker of Connect, Justin Turner, is back. And uh, you've, you've been replaced by your co-host, or you're sitting with your co-host, actually, this week. So it's actually, it's good it's to actually have our new principal broker. You know what? The dummy stays. Yeah, and the, well, cl- you know, and the clown's going to be here pretty- for the show, too. <laughs> Justin had some pretty big shoes to fill. So it's, uh, yeah. I, I guess, okay, one more. I guess that's no small feat. So uh, anyway, <laughs> you know, there's a point where we really desperately need to start streaming the Sunday radio show live because there's so much happening right now that it's just incredible, <laughs> including, including, uh, you know what, every so often we'll do the show and Marcus's chair is empty and I'll say, where are you? And he's on the coast of France or he's in Italy or somewhere. And today he's actually in studio, except I can only imagine above you somewhere there must be a sun lamp because you look pretty relaxed, my friend. I feel like I'm in France right now. I feel like I'm in there the south go. of France. Uh, you know what? It's a little I'll colder. have a little more rosé. <laughs> in your Connect mug? Yeah. How are well, those uh, mug supplies uh, holding up? Uh, you know what? We only have uh, 12,000 left. <laughs> They're dwindling fast. Yeah, we only have 12,000 mugs left. Did you guys figure out, uh, now just to let the, the listeners in, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we offered up Connect umbrellas and mugs, and then the logistical department at Connect realized that that's a very interesting looking box that needs to be created to ship these things out in. So I assume you got that part to that. You know, I'll tell you something. <laughs> the, the thing about the people at Connect is they're so used to dealing with me coming up with some idea and having to adapt around it that there's very little complaining about it. It was kind of just a challenge. We ended up with all these boxes. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, like, I think we're going to get, I think what we're going to do going forward is we're going to get a better, like kind of swag bag for the show. Like maybe we'll throw in like some cool sunglasses. I don't know. Like we're going to put together a really good swag bag. And if you subscribe to our YouTube channel and send us an email, we're going to send you like a kick ass. Am I allowed to say that? No. Kick ass swag bag? Sure. No. Yeah. I mean, it's ten- no, who's listening? <laughs> nice. Nice. We did get a lot of, um, we got a ton of emails though. And, and you know, uh, very nice things to be said. And, and we really appreciate it. Um, you know, they, a lot of them saying that I was way cooler than Marcus. So, you know, uh, to all of all of those who did that who make you feel me, good saying that? Yeah. Did that make you feel good? Just to now? all of those that supported me. You'll notice I that the send it. button on his mom's keyboard now has no letters on it, though. You know, it's honestly, with it, no ass. So. Like to hear that from you is like it's a little bit, you know, mean. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, who you should be saying sorry to yeah. is Kelsey's friend who's staying with you because you're peeing with the door open. <laughs> what? You know, like Justin's fiance has one of her childhood friends staying with them right now and justin's peeing with the door open the opinions expressed in this program are not necessarily anyways that is 100 percent correct but we're like sister brother sister that's the thing right (laughs) all right who's like the sister who's more like the sister 
No comment. Is that is that just because you pee sitting down? I, I gotta ask. Yeah. You should not. Yeah. <laughs> it's more comfortable, honestly. Look. It's more comfortable. Let's it all is. just it you know. I listen. Hang on a second. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat up on peeing sitting down because in the middle of the night yeah. when you have to go to the toilet, you don't want to turn the lights on. No. No. You want to be only controlled. Way the only way you know one of the things i get emails about is this show and it's really interesting that the feedback on it that i get is that one of the reasons people enjoy it is because you two do not come anywhere close to what people's idea of people who work in the industry you're in would would appear as and i don't mean that only because there's a clown sitting on the left hand side of the screen for people watching at home um, have you named it, by the way? We should. Ian, do you want to do that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. His name is Justin. <laughs> there we go. What's the, what's the, you, you don't have to tell us right now. You can think about it. And then after the first commercial break, you can let us know what the name is. That's a great idea. Yeah. We'll do an unveiling. But, you know, I'll tell Justin, you, the reason why, Ian, you know, like we are the way we are, hmm. is that it's, it's pretty easy. Like if you're not going to enjoy what you're doing. Mm. you're never going to want to do it. Yeah. So like we've kind of made the decision that if we're going to do a radio show and a TV show and a podcast, we are not going to be stiffs. Mm. We're going to be exactly as we are normally. Like we're talking about the same stuff we would be talking about if we were sitting here normally. We'll just pepper it in with some interest rate stuff and some, some honest uh, opinions on how people should be dealing with their mortgages and their investments. Uh, But we're really just one, you know, Quick question, Marcus, before we do get to the to the what we're actually here to talk about. Yes. And that is, have you noticed in the parking lot that when Justin gets out of his car, he's followed by 42 other people? <laughs> That's my fan club. It's my fan club. <laughs> and actually, the, the correction. Clown, the clown car. Correction. I actually run here. Yeah. I ran here today in the rain. That's dedication. With those shoes? Uh, not these <laughs> shoes. I had different shoes on. No, this okay. Ian, you got to come to this studio one time. Yes. We got a full gym in the back. We got showers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's the appeal for me. What well, is a I gym? Mean, <laughs> okay. We got tequila. What is this gym of which There's you a speak? great red wine collection. There is. Yeah, see? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good time here. Food. Yeah. Food always. Food yeah. done. I'm in. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Hey, guys. Text message. How do I get the best mortgage rate? That cannot be. Be simpler, and yet, what a great question to start things off. Oh, I love it. You, uh, listen, information, we always talk about this. Being informed is the number one tool. It's like if there was a list of tips and tricks on how to get the best mortgage rate, number one would be get some information. And you can get information in a whole host of ways, right? Like you can go online and get kind of rudimentary information. And if you're relatively well-versed at mortgages, you're going to be able to understand which rate corresponds to you. But if you aren't, rates can be a little bit confusing because there are essentially four different rate types, right? Like there's, so there's a fixed rate and a variable rate, but within a fixed rate, you can have an insured rate or an uninsured rate. An uninsured rate means that your mortgage is not being insured by either CMHC or one of the other mortgage insurers in Canada. If your mortgage is not insured, typically there is a 10 to 15 basis point premium on that rate. If it is an 
insured rate, that means that typically you're doing a purchase and you got less than 20% to put down, you're going to get a better interest rate than an uninsured rate. So the one kind of common thing we notice when people shop for interest rates is, I mean, this is the mortgage business is still a business, right? So when people put interest rates on their websites, they're going to put the insured variable rate because it looks so sexy, right? Mm -hmm. Like 85, 90 basis points, less than 1% on your mortgage. But what people, what the consumers need to understand is when you call in or when you're trying to get that interest rate, there are a lot of those rates that come with a lot of weird conditions, like weird penalties. Some of them, you can't break the mortgage unless you sell your property. Um, you know, others, you have to be careful who you're, who you're getting the variable rate with because a variable rate is like a bit of a marriage, right? When you get a variable rate with, some, with, an, with an institution, you have to rely on that institution to be able to lock you into a fixed rate if you want to at some point in the future. So how to get the best mortgage information, how to get the best information if you are relatively sophisticated and you can discern between insured and uninsured and various conditions that are applied on different mortgages, start your search online, but hands down, go to a mortgage broker, Mm -hmm. find one that's unbiased. I mean, listen, I'd love it to be connect. I always say this, like, it'd be amazing if it was connect, but just like a mortgage broker, right? Like let's start, let's, let's just set that up. Call a couple mortgage brokers. There's so many good ones. Call a couple mortgage brokers, find one that you're comfortable with, that you're comfortable chatting with, and that you believe is giving you good, sound, unbiased mortgage advice, and then rock and roll. And it, part of that process, we, we talk about this too, part of that process, if you're in a mortgage right now, call a mortgage broker up and then call your existing lender. Or have the mortgage broker call your existing lender because they're not going to want to lose your mortgage. Mm-hmm. It does a, tie into that? a question uh, that Mary sent in as a text question. Uh, that exactly that. Hey, guys, why does home insurance cost more if you have a mortgage on it? Is there a set formula for how much extra the annual home insurance costs because of the mortgage? So, I mean, obviously people are realizing that. Yeah, there's a very oh, so she, I think she's talking about referring to home insurance. Home, home owners insurance, like home own, yeah. like uh, insuring against your house burning down, um, and Knock yeah, so like uh, homeowners insurance. Yeah, there's a specific um, equation which I have no clue what it is. Yeah, uh, but I can tell you that the larger the loan amount, the more you will have to purchase insurance for because your insurance must be at least equal to the amount of the, the mortgage on your property. And then if you're getting a second mortgage or a home equity loan, you need to make sure that your homeowner's insurance is on board with that. Like we've seen instances where a borrower has a first and a second and we're giving them a third to clean up some of their credit issues. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the homeowner's insurance will balk at it and they'll say, you know what? Not going to happen. Yeah. And we have to find them a new insurer. Interesting uh, question here, gentlemen. Um, do blow-up dolls cost so much because of inflation? <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. For those who don't know what we're talking I should have specified clown blow-up dolls just yeah. before this goes in a really bad direction. But as always, check out CHCH Saturday mornings at 8.30 for the visual track for this 
audio soundtrack that we present for you on uh, on Sunday afternoons here on News Talk 1010. Ian, I was just <laughs> thinking something. Do you know, uh, you say it all the time. You know how you say the best mortgage now and forever? Like, I like to say yes. that too. You want to know why we say that? Why do you it say kinda, that? It kind of goes with what we were just talking about, right? About how to find the best interest rate. Because if it's just the best mortgage right now, it could really suck, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's just the best mortgage right now, you got to understand like it could be the worst mortgage ever and how bad it ends up becoming could mean that it was never the right mortgage anyways. Like imagine you got the best five-year fixed rate mortgage, which happens all the time, right? Someone will call into the office. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, okay, on the Connect website, your five-year fixed rate says it's I don't know. I don't, honestly don't even really know what mortgage rates. But like, let's say it says 2.09 for a five-year fix. Is that accurate? Uh, close, yeah. Okay. So, and then someone will call and be like, well, you know, I spoke to somebody at another brokerage and they're offering me 1.99. Now, we know, 100% we know that the interest rate that we're offering on our five-year fixed rate is something that doesn't have any weird conditions. Mm-hmm. We also know that like, we do like, you know, a lot of mortgages, like our volume levels with every single lender in Canada are at the highest levels that they could possibly be. So if there's a product out there with a really good interest rate on it, we've got it. Mm-hmm. But if there's a product out there that we're not advertising, there's a reason why we're not advertising it. You could end up with a five-year fixed rate mortgage with a, let's say, $300,000 five-year fixed rate mortgage with some weird penalty on it. Like maybe one of those mm-hmm. ones that you, you actually can't get out of the mortgage unless you sell the property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could have a million dollar house with a $300,000 mortgage and something might happen where you need a hundred grand. Guess what? You got to sell the property to break the mortgage. Mm -hmm. Or you could have a penalty that's based off of some draconian IRD calculation and you could end up paying 50 grand to break a $300,000 mortgage. There are mortgages where in order to repay it, you've got to pay back all of the interest you were going to have to pay on the mortgage. So- the best mortgage now and forever, I mean, it's like um, it's like not tipping our hat to saying, we're going to look out for you well into the future. Like once you're our client, it works really well. It's really easy to explain if you're just talking about a variable rate mortgage, right? You get in a variable rate mortgage, you need somebody to watch your back. You need someone to tell you, okay, listen, bond yields are really going to spike. Five-year fixed rates are going to jump up. We got to seriously consider locking this thing in. You need someone that's going to have that conversation with you. If you get a mortgage from a bank, you have to understand that the bank is not on your side. You've got a mortgage from your enemy now, right? Like you've gone to your enemy. You said, okay, listen, enemy, please give me an amount of money and then look after me to make sure I don't pay a lot of interest. Well, guess what? Your enemy, their only objective is to pay is to make sure you pay the most amount of interest. Anyways, your best mortgage now and forever. It's not just some bullshit line. It's the truth. Am I allowed to say bullshit? Twice? (laughs) (laughs) 416-872-1010. 416-872-1010. You can also send us a text message at 71010. Dane is in Mississauga this afternoon. Dane, good afternoon. Welcome in. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I currently just got a question. Great, Marcus. Okay, so my question is: so this is a scenario. Uh, you know, I have a mortgage with Home Trust. Uh, I'm self-employed. Don't show a lot of income. I like keeping my money for myself. 
my rates around 4.2%, you know, which I consider to be, you know, considerably high. And I see all these ads for rates that are, you know, below 2%, sub 2%. My balance is about 500K. And like I said, the income's around 50K. So I'm just calling because I'm frustrated that I just, I keep speaking with people and telling them that I don't qualify and they keep telling me that. So I thought I'd call in and see how you can help. Lots of equity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. How are you going to help them, Justin? I mean, we would obviously have to get the bigger picture, but there are uh, a ton of different products that are available. You know, whether it be net worth, there is um, products where we can gross up your self-employed income. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to unpack here, but but there are definitely options. And I, I think he hung up on me. Great. Dane didn't like Dane. that, but but the, you know specifically um, what I think that I would do for Dane is there are uh, products that we can go to sixty five percent of the property's value. I didn't I don't remember the property's value, and we can gross up the income you know ten times usually um, to to help qualify. So that that would be something that I would do for Dane. And and listen, another thing uh, just for everybody who's listening who is in a mortgage with Home Trust, um, Home Trust are another lender that that has fully closed mortgages. So uh, something that's not, you know, uh, put across properly when people get mortgages from home trust is that they're generally fully closed and you cannot break them unless you're getting in a better situation or you're selling your property and a better situation means you're getting a mortgage from your bank. However, we have had a lot of success with bringing down our borrowers interest rates with home trust. Um, yeah, that's a good one. You, yeah, should, so, you should mention that. Yeah. So so if you are with Home Trust, um, whether you're coming up for renewal or you're midterm and they tell you you cannot break, um, you know, we we will absolutely be able to, I mean, 99% of the time, we'll be able to beat the mortgage rate that you have with the same lender and lock you into that rate for another uh, whatever amount of term that, that we... that we. There's a certain amount of credibility that comes with like, doing hundreds of millions of dollars of mortgages, right? Mm-hmm. So if we go to Home Trust on your behalf and we say, listen, we got this guy named Dane who we're going to move to another lender for a lower interest rate. The other thing you got to understand is when you see uh, this, this hunger in the market for yield, right? Like everyone's clamoring to increase, uh, to get a yield. So there's a lot of money chasing the mortgage market right now. So if you're self-employed, a deal that like had a little bit of hair in the past is now almost coveted for the equity position. So like that for whatever, 419 he got a year or two ago, mm-hmm. even though interest rates might have been lower then, there's more money flowing into the mortgage market. And there's other lenders like Community Trust or First National on their Excalibur program. Like there's other lenders out there that want your business if you've got equity. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other thing I would say is, you're self-employed. It's not the end of the world, right? Like self-employed, bad credit. These typically these people are super, super underserved by their banks. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just with a little bit of tweaking, we get you back in with those banks, right? That's the other thing about that tagline, right? Best mortgage now and forever. Best mortgage for Dane now it might not be a five-year fixed rate at you know whatever you know, 2.09%. He might not be able to get that. Mm -hmm. But the best mortgage now for him is one that we can get him there with, Mm -hmm. right? Something that we can like coach him over the next 
year, let's say, on a self-employed to 65%. You get them self-employed to 65%, beat the 419, probably get that down to what? 319 right now on one of those products? Maybe at least shave a point off. Mm -hmm. And then as you have him for one year, we, like when you're a client at Connect, we're chatting with you once a month typically, especially if we're trying to move you to lower cost capital. And those phone conversations are, hey, you need to have X amount of money being deposited into your bank account each month in order to hit a certain average to show your new lender that you're going to qualify for your new mortgage. Mm -hmm. There's all these little tricks. Like all we do is make the lender's policies transparent to the borrower. You would think that the lenders would want to have them transparent, but for some reason, they do not. Hey, look, we have calls. 416-872-1010. Al is in Richmond Hill. Al, good afternoon. Welcome in. What's your question? Hey, um, I got kind of a weird situation. So uh, I'm a renter right now. I'd be a first-time buyer of a house. Uh, I have a pretty sizable amount available to me for a down payment. The problem is uh, I can't really, like I earn cash. I can't really declare any uh, income. I guess I'm self-employed. Um, I work in uh, the, the nighttime, like the nightclub industry, the hosting industry. So uh, my credit's really good. I have a pretty large limit on my uh, credit cards and stuff, but uh, none of the banks, none of the lenders I talk to want anything to do with me, but I can put, you know, 40, 50, maybe even 60% down payment. So I don't know what to do. The only other thing I've been suggested is to kind of get a, get a personal loan from like an individual and then use that. But, uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any advice? I mean, first off, like very, um, very common situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So like, um, yeah, not strange. Yeah. Like this is what I would say. The money's got to be in an account. The money has to be accounted for if you want to use it to prove that it's going to be your down payment. Um, so you want to kind of get it into a bank account or an, an investment of some kind because when it comes time to get qualified for a mortgage, your lender is going to ask you, like there's three main things that a lender wants to see. Equity, income, and credit. When you're purchasing a property, equity comes in the form of your down payment. So the only kind of way around that is you, you find someone that's willing to, to, to charge you more for a mortgage because they're not going to look at equity income or credit. Um, this is like, we, we'd have to look at your situation, right? Um, you got to weigh kind of your options, but it, Having equity is like the price of admission. Like you get you you get a mortgage no matter what credit and income look like as long as you have equity. All all kind of all, everything is forgiven with equity. Uh, it's just you know having credit and income to shore up that application mean you're going to get a a great interest rate. Um, I I will say too that if if you're in a situation, I speak to a lot of clients and they say, well, I make cash. But if your cash goes into your bank account, then we can use that as income to qualify you for your mortgage. So like, you know, that's not something that the bank is going to offer you. That's something that we get from what we call like an alternative lender or a B lender. Um, but we can use that money that you're making to purchase a property 
to to use as as income basically. And the other thing is, if you don't put the cash in your account now, but that is income, then you know we can coach you on how to show that properly. Like, I mean, it is your income. If you put it in your bank account, then we can use it. That's that's basically, um, you know, what it boils down to. And something interesting that I was going to mention before uh, the break, you know, these alternative and these B mortgage lenders are getting a, a lot more aggressive when it comes to interest rate. So uh, just just like a funny a funny thing. Um, so Scotia Bank's new uh, sticker sticker price, I would call it. So like they're they're you know unmarketed five year fixed that you get if you just apply is two point nine four percent. And Community Trust, which is a B lender that we use a lot, their their new mortgage rate is two sorry two point nine four with Scotia and two point five nine for a B lender. So these B lenders are getting very aggressive. Um, There's more money coming into that marketplace. Yeah, exactly. More money chasing good deals. Yeah, yeah. You got equity. It's the price of admission, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're putting 40% down on a property. Uh, it's Al. Is your name Al? Did we what? lose him? Okay. So uh, you're putting 40% Al, yeah. down. That's a GIC level risk. Yeah, yeah. Where are you going to put your money? Right? Like 40% down. You know what has to happen to the city of Toronto's real estate prices in order for them to drop 20%? Like what has to happen in the city of Toronto for prices to drop by 40%? I don't know. Doesn't exist. The pandemic didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I used to say, like, it would take a nuclear bomb, right? Like, we we just had a pandemic and prices went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If we had a nuclear bomb, they probably double. It's it's crazy and it's getting busier and busier. Um, We're trying to come up with a, uh, we're trying to come up with a name uh, for Justin's uh, blow up clown doll. Um, How about Aaron? Aaron. (laughs) Rebecca is in Toronto. Rebecca, good afternoon. What's your question? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, So here's my situation. Things have been tough for me and my husband since the start of COVID. Um, We managed to rack up about, I think we're almost at $100,000 in debt. Um, So my husband works in sales and he has gone back to work. But when we went to the banks, they said since he didn't have a good year last year, there's not really anything they can do for us. Um, even though we have a house that's worth, in my opinion, about $1.5 million with only a $400,000 mortgage on it. Um, I've actually never spoken with a broker, but you guys were suggested to me. Um, I was just hoping you guys had, uh, had any options for me or, or something that you would suggest to do. Uh, definitely slam dunk. Yeah. So I, again, it's, it's, it's this kind of the same with Al, right? So when you, when you go to the bank and they say they have no options for you, what they should really say is go speak to a broker. Yeah. Cause we can't help you, but the brokers can. Right. Um, so same thing. I think you said that he was in sales. Uh, and as long as we can show, uh, again, same with Al. As long as we can show his income for the last six months, as long as he's been working for the last six months, then it's it's not a problem. We can we can get you approved. You know what I mean? And and like I said, the rate that that we're going to get you approved at is is less of of that than 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 that. Dude, um, with that much equity, like, yeah, you're not going to need to show much income at all. You might yeah. not even need, like the income requirement on a deal like that will be very low, the very mm-hmm. low threshold. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the sucky part about this whole business is that when you first went into the bank during COVID because you trust your bank and you watch their commercials and you think that they're there to help you, the the sucky part is you go there, your bank knows that you've got like a million dollars worth of equity in that house. 
she probably has a collateral charge on the house, which means they registered the mortgage for at least the value of the home, if not more. And instead of saying, yeah, we'll top up your existing five-year mortgage or whatever, add a piece, add a line of credit, they're giving her unsecured credit, Mm -hmm. which will impact the credit score. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. such a, honestly, like, it. I get it. It's a moneymaker. I get it. But like, you're going to end up with people like Rebecca who are now calling a mortgage broker and like, lucky you, Rebecca, you basically called the best mortgage brokerage, (laughs) not, not basically like rated number one, best independent brokerage in all of Canada. So like jackpot for you. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get to the calls because we do have a bunch coming in. By the way, if I am not here um, next week, I just want to give uh, founder CEO of Connect Markets, Ferris, principal broker, Justin Turner, the heads up. If I am not here next week, it's probably because I spent the last half hour on the uh, Bell Media VPN looking up uh, good names for blow-up dolls. So that, that <laughs> might have something to do with it. Carolyn is in Stouffville. Carolyn, good afternoon. Welcome in. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi. Um, I was just listening to the show. And I heard something about uh, that the unsecured line of credit is differently scored on your credit on like your credit report versus the secured one. Can you explain that? Uh, so I think that yeah. So uh, absolutely. Um, it wasn't. It was more of the uh, unsecured line of credit is going to affect your if you're looking to to um, wrap up your debts then getting an unsecured line of credit is not the answer because it, it does show negatively on your credit report to a certain extent because it would show as a line of credit that you have maxed out. What we were kind of saying is that, you know, if you're looking to wrap up your debts, wrapping them in with your mortgage is usually the best course of action and the best way to go about it. Anytime you've got a credit line that's max utilized, so even if it is the credit line attached to your mortgage, mm-hmm. your home equity like line of credit, if it's fully maxed, it drags your credit score down. If it's unsecured and it's fully maxed, it drags your credit score down. The idea is to pull it off of the credit bureau. If it's going to, if it like, if you've got a debt that you know is going to stick around for a little while, pull it off the credit report. Your credit score will boost up right away. And then the other piece of this that we were talking about is if you've got a mortgage with one of the banks and that mortgage has a line of credit attached to it, even if it doesn't in many cases, your bank has registered in many cases what's called a collateralized mortgage charge. So you go in, you get a mortgage, let's say your house is worth a million bucks, you get a mortgage for 500 because that's what you qualify for. They register the mortgage for a million that prevents you from getting, in many cases, I mean, with Connect, we've got workarounds, we can still get you a second mortgage or a home equity loan. Um, regardless of whether it's a collateralized mortgage charge or not. But in many cases, it shows as if all of your equity in that home is now pledged because you got a million dollar mortgage and the value of your home is a million bucks, even though you only received 500. And the banks do this so that they can more easily provide you with unsecured credit at higher interest rates. And then it's a kind of vicious process, right? Because you take the unsecured credit, you utilize it, then your credit score goes down and then it's harder for you to qualify for the product that you really needed in the first place. It gets back to the best mortgage now and forever. And forever. 416 Rob in Thornhill. Good afternoon. What's your question? 
yeah, I have. Uh, I got into a reverse mortgage with Home Equity Bank about four years ago. Took it out for five. I owe. I took one hundred and fifty. I owe about two hundred thousand. I have twenty two thousand dollars in unsecured credit at a lower rate than the home equity, so I'm lowering my cost oh, of capital. Man. I have an Equifax credit score, I just did it, of 850. I have a cottage worth 500,000, paid off. House is probably worth about 1.2, but I only have income of about 35,000. You should have never got, you should have never got a reverse mortgage. Never. Never. At the the time, it was the only option. You know what? I thought I had. Not a chance. Not a chance. You have other options. Mm-hmm. Like the 65% LTV on the on an asset program this guy should do. Mm-hmm. You get a 2% mortgage rate. Mm-hmm. That's just whoever advised you to get that reverse mortgage, FISRA should come and pluck their license right away from them. I advise myself. Well, then you know what? You are an idiot. Your- <laughs> no, you're not. Honestly, you're not an idiot. But this problem is, like we talk about this all the time. If you call for a, if you call one company for a solution, or if you think your solution is one thing, if you if you are playing amateur mortgage broker at home right now, and you're saying to yourself, "Well, my bank said no, so that means I'm screwed, and I better call like the worst option possible." Yeah, that's your bank's fault. Right. That's it's not your fault. It's your bank's fault. You trusted your bank for some information. Your bank said no to you. They didn't say to you, you you have options. Speak to a mortgage broker. No, is- I, you don't understand me. I didn't go to my bank. I just thought this is the only way out. I was 100000 in debt, and I got to get out of debt. And before everything collapses, I'm going to take out this home equity. Okay, so moving uh, forward, Rob, you said it's up in a year, guys. Obviously, you can help them out. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, what's gonna, the rate yeah. on that thing? Five, six percent? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got to pay that we're thing. It's about, uh, I took out originally, it was like 6.3, took out 100,000. Then about three years ago, I took out another 50. And that was about a little uh, 5.9. So it averaged down. It's averaged at 6.3 right now. Yeah. Point, average. point is, we're going to get it sorted out. You know what would be Definitely. great, which we should do, is you should take this file. Mm-hmm. You should make sure that he gets sorted out. And then next week, can you call in again next week? And next week, we will share how amazing your new solution is with the radio show. Because like, this is like, this is what we do all day long, right? This is it. People call us. They're like, oh my God, I so totally should have called you before. I totally made a mistake. And by the way, you're not an idiot. You know what the problem is? Debt's scary. Yeah, yeah. Getting in debt is scary. And you like, unfortunately... You had this feeling of dread and anxiety relating to a mounting amount of debt. But somebody should pacify you in that situation and say, you've got a cottage, you got millions of dollars worth of equity, at least a million dollars worth of equity here. It's just a way of thinking about it that needs to change. Like it shouldn't be scary. It shouldn't be something that seems insurmountable. If you speak to the right people, you're going to get course corrected and you're going to get the best mortgage now and forever. Yeah. Forever. It's a good example though, of what we talk about a lot, which is there's a lot of listeners lying at home, wide awake two o'clock in the morning, because as you said, all they heard was no, they didn't hear no, but they just heard no. And that was it. And they're lying there terrified and 
very much like Rob could make some very poor financial decisions because of that. Listen, if we were all characterized by the decisions that we made when we felt dread or anxiety, yeah, yeah. we'd all be idiots. Mm. Right? Like, just y- y- like, I mean, this is not a um, like a mental health or a psychology show because, I mean, both of us are definitely would, yeah, not yeah, eligible to be coaching anybody on these types of things. But, well, like, you know, it's okay. Like, finances are scary. It's, it sucks dealing with stuff when you're stressed and anxious. So, like, let us help. Mm-hmm. Let us help. That's all we do. 